1: Welcome to The Holiday Show, where we discuss movies based around holidays.
0: Today we are discussing two films, the 1986 Ghostbusters film distributed by Columbia Pictures and the 2016 Ghostbusters films distributed by Sony Pictures. And as always, we want to give a shout out to Boom for being our patron that we appreciate so much and you're always there for us. Thank you, Boom! Thank you! Thank you, thank you. Always. Always. <laughs> always. Um, And then... Of course, we're going to do the same thing that we have been doing, read the plot, but we have two movies this time, so we're going to read both plots. We'll read the 1986 one first, Colleen will read that, and then I'll read the 2016 one, and then we will chat about, more likely, just the differences and, like, things we really liked about the movies, because we do not have time, well, I mean, we do have time, but we do not want to talk (laughs) all the way through both movies so
1: exactly exactly. (laughs)
0: that is that is what we're gonna do it's very similar to how we did the parent trap back when we did the parent trap so if you don't remember that format you can go back and listen to that one too if you want but it's the same thing and you'll hear it here anyway yeah I'm trying to think Colleen if you'll go ahead and read the plot for the first one
1: yeah absolutely After Columbia University parapsychology professors Peter Venkman, Ray Stance, and Egon Spangler experience their first encounter with a ghost at the New York Public Library, the university dean dismisses the credibility of their paranormal-focused research and fires them. The trio responds by establishing Ghostbusters, a paranormal investigation and elimination service operating out of a disused firehouse. They develop high-tech nuclear-powered equipment to capture and contain ghosts, although business is initially slow. Following a paranormal encounter in her apartment, cellist Dana Barrett visits the Ghostbusters. She recounts witnessing a demonic dog-like creature in her refrigerator uttering a single word, Zool. Ray and Egon research Zool and details of Dana's building while Peter inspects her apartment and unsuccessfully attempts to seduce her. The Ghostbusters are hired to remove a gluttonous ghost Slimer from the Sedgwick Hotel. Having failed to properly test their equipment, Egon warns the group that crossing the energy streams of their proton pack weapons could cause a catastrophic explosion. They capture the ghost and deposit it in an ecto-containment unit under the firehouse. Supernatural activity rapidly increases across the city and the Ghostbusters become famous. They hire a fourth member winston zedmore to cope with the growing demand suspicious of the ghostbusters environmental protection agency inspector walter peck asks to evaluate their equipment but peter rebuffs him egon warns that the containment unit is nearing capacity and supernatural energy is surging across the city peter meets with dana and informs her Zul was a demigod worshipped as a servant to the gozer the gozerian a shape-shifting god of destruction Upon returning home, she is possessed by Zul. A similar entity possesses her neighbor, Louis Tully. Peter arrives and finds the possessed Dana slash claiming to be the gatekeeper. Louis is brought to Egon by police officers and claims he is Vince Clortho, the key master. The Ghostbusters agree to keep the pair separated. Peck returns with law enforcement and city workers to have the Ghostbusters arrested and their containment unit deactivated, causing an explosion that releases the captured ghosts. Louis slash Vince escapes into the confusion and makes his way to the apartment building to join Dana slash Zul. In jail, Ray and Egon reveal that Ivo Shandor, leader of a Gozer-worshipping cult in the early 20th century, designed Dana's building to function as an antenna to attract and concentrate spiritual energy to summon Gozer and bring about the apocalypse. Faced with supernatural chaos Chaos across the city, the Ghostbusters convince the mayor to release them. The Ghostbusters travel to a hidden temple located on top of the building as dana slash Zool and Louis-slash-Vins open the gate between dimensions and transform into demonic dogs. Gozer appears as a woman and attacks the Ghostbusters, then disappears when they attempt to retaliate. Her disembodied voice demands the, Ghost- the Ghostbusters to choose the form of the Destructor. Ray inadvertently recalls a beloved corporate mascot from his childhood, and Gozer reappears as a gigantic, st- Stay puffed Marshmallow Man that begins destroying the city. Against his earlier advice, Egon instructs the team to cross their proton energy streams at the dimensional gate. The resulting explosion destroys Gozer's avatar, banishing it back to its dimension and closes the gateway. Ghostbusters rescue Dana and Louis from the the wreckage and are welcomed on the street as heroes. The end.
0: Yay! (laughs) Yay! And then I'll go ahead and read the 2016 one and then we'll chat. yeah. Here's that one. Particle physicists and estranged friends Abby Yates and Aaron Gilbert co-authored Ghosts from Our Past, a book detailing their paranormal investigations since high school. Aaron later disowned the work while Abby continues her research at the Kenneth P. Higgins Institute of Science in New York City, with engineering physicist Jillian Holtzman as her partner. Now a professor at Columbia University and in line for tenure, Aaron, discovering that Abby republished her book, convinces her to cease its publication if she helps Abby and Jillian investigate an alleged haunted house, the Aldridge Mansion. They encounter the malevolent, malevolent ghost of the late Gertrude Aldridge before she escapes, restoring Aaron's belief in the supernatural and and friendship with Abby. Erin loses her bid for tenure at Columbia after their vlog becomes viral. Erin offers to join Abby and Jillian, but Thomas Shanks, the dean of the Higgins Institute, fires them too. After stealing equipment, they establish temporary headquarters above Zoo's authentic Hong Kong food. They verbosely name themselves Conductors of the Metaphysical Examination, build trappings, and hire Jock Kevin Beckman as a receptionist. MTA staffer Patty Tolan encounters a ghost in a subway terminal built under a haunted prison in Auburn and contacts the team. They find the ghost and test Jillian's prototype for the proton packs on the entity, but fail to capture it. They advertise their services with a No Ghost Allowed logo that Jillian used based on a graffiti artist's defacement, and the name pundits have labeled them Ghostbusters. Patty joins the team, providing expertise of New York City, personal protective equipment, and a repurposed hearse from her mortician uncle, Bill Jenkins, named Ecto-1. Mad scientist and occultist Rowan North has triggered the supernatural events by attracting ghosts over Manhattan with self-developed ionizers that correspond to the Ghostbusters technology, allowing him to experiment and create a dimensional vortex powered by turn PSI energy. When Rowan plants another device at a concert, the Ghostbusters are called and capture a gargoyle-like spirit there, becoming city sensations but antagonizing him. When debunker Dr. Martin Heiss challenges the quartet, Aaron releases the ghost as proof. It throws him out of a window and escapes. The group is brought to Mayor Bradley and his deputy Jennifer Lynch, who revealed that they and the Department of Homeland Security know of the city's supernatural activities. While privately acknowledging the team's work, they publicly denounce them as fraudsters. The quartet realized Rowan is planting his devices along ley lines, with their alignments intersecting at the Mercado Hotel in Times Square, a site of violent occurrences where Rowan's vortex will breach a ghost dimension, potentially triggering an apocalypse. When they confront him in his boiler room laboratory, Abby warns him of imprisonment, but unwilling to turn himself in, Rowan electrocutes himself with his main machine. After deactivating it, Jillian finds an annotated copy of Ghosts from Her Past, explaining the similarity between their technologies. Aaron later discovers that Rowan planned his suicide to become a ghost himself. Rowan returns as a deity-like ghost and attempts to kill the Ghostbusters at their headquarters by possessing Abby, but Patty stops him. He then possesses Kevin and escapes to the hotel, opening the portal and releasing galvanized ghosts. Rowan subdues the authorities, but the Ghostbusters fight through his army to reach the portal. After leaving Kevin, Rowan asks the quartet what form they would like him to appear as. When Patty suggests a ghost, Rowan appears as the ghost in the Ghostbusters logo, grows to a kaiju-like size, and goes on a rampage. The team turns Ecto-1's reactor as a makeshift bomb, detonating a nuclear explosion inside the vortex. This reverses the portal and forces Rowan and the ghosts back in, restoring the city. Rowan tries to drag Abby with him in retaliation, but Aaron leaps into the portal and rescues her. Despite the city's fascination with the supernatural and lauding the ghostbusters as heroes the mayor's office continues to denounce them publicly but covertly funds their operations with added resources the ghostbusters move to a disused firehouse where they build more equipment including an ecto containment system while investigating electronic voice phenomenon evp patty hears the word "Zool." the end so i think i'm just gonna go i mean off like off the the deep end here People love the old... Oh my gosh, I'm dying. People love the old Ghostbusters, the 1986 one. They love it. I've always heard that it was like this great movie, all that stuff. This is my first time watching it. And um, I personally do not feel that way about it. But (laughs) I think it's because of the fact that the humor of the 80s is not the humor that I guess I appreciate. Especially when it comes to like salesman-type dudes who are, like, slimy. Like, the character that Bill Murray plays is just so slimy to me. And the fact that he somehow convinces Sigourney Weaver's character to, like, be interested in him and date him by the end of the movie, even though every single interaction they had, I would have, like, told him to kick rocks, you know? Like, I just don't think that it makes sense that they end up together. I'm sure, whatever, it makes sense for the 80s, I guess. I don't know, but... It just... He's awful. And she deserves so much better. (laughs) That's how I see it. And I will never, ever, ever stand behind them ending up together in that movie, ever.
1: (laughs) I'm gonna agree with you on that. However, (laughs) I had seen the Ghostbusters before. I had seen it a few times, so, like... I had already seen the movie. Uh, but I forgot a lot of it, if we're being honest. Okay. Like, it, like the Ghostbusters movie, like, I've always been like, oh, yeah, it's a good movie, whatever. Uh, but it's not like I was watching it every year. I watched it all the yeah. time. It was like, oh, yeah, I'll watch it once every couple of years. And it had been a while since I had seen it. So when we watched it, I was like, oh, oh, no, about <laughs> Bill Murray's character. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> but... I think part of the reason, too, why I was not as, like, I don't know, I guess enthusiastic about this movie by the end. Because, like, don't get me wrong, I still like it. It's the original Ghostbusters movie. Like, it's good. But, like, by the end, I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about some of what just happened. Yeah. But I I do agree about Bill Murray's character, Peter Venkman, who just, I don't know why he and Sigourney Weaver's character, Dana, end up together. It doesn't make sense. No like at like, all. Like
0: logic points to them not being together, but yeah. they end up together anyway. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's so weird, it's so interesting. Yeah. And trying to figure out how to put Peter Vankman into words. Like <laughs> he like he has a PhD. You know, he technically is a doctor in that sense. But he's a very He's
0: a slime ball.
1: <laughs> he's a slime ball. That's not the. That's not what I'm getting at though. He's like a no. very. He's like a. He's like someone who mostly got like C's and D's in college yeah. or something. You know, yeah. like he he doesn't really try.
0: And somehow he's Some, like this big fancy scientist.
1: I don't even think he's fancy. I think he just. <laughs> he's just eh. Oh, that's he's true. Eh. I guess. Yeah, you're right. He's very eh. He just like. Not necessarily tricks people into letting him do whatever, but he kind of tricks people into these things. So, Uh, sorry. No,
0: go ahead. Okay, I don't remember if this was, like, addressed in the movie or whatever, but were Peter, Ray, and Egon, like, friends from, like, high school or something? Like, did they grow up together? Is that how they all ended up together? Or did they just find each other through wanting to study the paranormal stuff?
1: I'm actually not sure. It might not have been addressed, but... My guess is that, yeah, it was either, like, a high, like they were high school friends or something, or maybe it was, like, while they were getting their degrees, they somehow met up and were like, oh, yeah, I'm interested in paranormal. Oh, yeah, me too. Like, whatever.
0: <laughs> Sorry. I, I just was just going to say, I, I'm i going to go on a limb and assume that, you know, Ray and Egon, they seem like they're at least a little bit more knowledgeable than Peter is, and... Maybe they kept him around because, like, he seems like he's, like, the popular kid, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so maybe they, like, got into certain parties or got to go do things because people knew Peter and they invited Peter and Peter was able to bring his friends, you know? But, like, he doesn't seem like the type of person that Egon, in particular, would necessarily hang out with. But the friendship makes sense if they had known each other from when they were younger.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I I do kind of agree. I don't necessarily know if I would say that, like, Peter does kind of seem like he could have been, like, one of those popular guys, but I think at the same time, maybe it's just that he's really good at kind of, like, tricking people into agreeing with him, essentially, or just, like, (laughs) he's somehow able to get, like, on the good side, he's able to be like, hey, yo, like, do this for me, or hey, I'm right about this, or something, you know?
0: I don't know how uh, he does it. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> People thingless. just like him, and I do not like him.
1: <laughs> I know, yeah. Like as we were watching the beginning of the movie, I was like, okay, maybe, uh, maybe I don't like him as much as I thought I did because I couldn't remember what
0: his character was
1: like <laughs> when we were watching it, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is not
0: cool. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Colleen. The reason I, I said he was a slime ball earlier was because I, all I had in my head was. The guy who didn't like musicals was <laughs> <is> like, <laughs> "Why, why would you stay with a sleaze ball when you can upgrade to a slime ball like me?" Yes, and I was like, "This is Peter."
1: I yep, I'm here for that.
0: Ted is Peter. Ted, <laughs> Ted is Peter. Peter's Ted. But I like that's, Ted. I don't that, like Peter.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I think Ted and Peter have similarities, but they're not like exactly the same. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I yeah. don't like Peter, guys. I don't either.
0: I'm okay with Ray, you know, whatever. Yeah,
1: I like Ray. I like
0: Egon. Egon, I really fine. liked Egon.
1: <laughs> I, I was kind of eh about Egon,
0: but like Egon's fine. I just think he was funny because he was so serious about everything, <laughs> and I just kind of loved that. <laughs> yeah. And then of course you know we have Winston, and Winston is great. So yes, yeah. I just. Peter, I got I got problems, buddy. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. I thought to to kind of move on to yeah. something different than just kind of discussing the characters. I thought it was interesting that the Environmental Protection Agency uh kind of came into play here and is talking about like, oh, you know, you're not uh like you're not containing these in a good way. You're not mm-hmm. containing these ghosts in a way that is uh, okay for the environment you know you basically have like a nuclear reactor here whatever uh, and they're just like this is not okay alright we're gonna turn it off which is obviously <laughs> gonna solve the problem and I'm like totally. Are you joking <laughs> like okay obviously they don't necessarily want to explain to some random guy who just came in saying he was from the EPA they don't want to explain to him how they're uh their equipment works. Yeah. Because it's like, are you actually from the EPA? I mean, maybe you showed me a badge, but whatever. Okay. Like, they, it's like, the way they're containing the ghosts is kind of a trade secret in a, in a yeah, way. Yeah,
0: that's true. You don't want other people learning how to do it. Exactly.
1: But it's also like, at some point, they, I think they do have to explain to the EPA, like, hey, This is how we're containing it. We need to build a bigger uh, containment unit or just another one in general uh, so that we can, you know, continue to keep these ghosts contained and not roaming around New York because they're only in New York. (laughs) Uh, Which that was I think that was the crazy thing. Yeah. Um, Is the fact that once they started capturing ghosts and started becoming popular, there were a lot more ghosts. Uh, Of course. Yeah. A little odd.
0: (laughs) little odd but you know a Little odd
1: but whatever <laughs> i mean same same goes for both movies really it does it does it's just like oh we found a ghost oh hey apparently there's another ghost oh hey now there's 20 more <laughs> like that's a little weird yeah although yeah, in the was. in the newer movie there was a reason behind it essentially yes.
0: yeah but in this one there's not existed well, I mean, there's kind of a reason behind this one, too, I guess, but... Is there, though? Not really. Not really. <laughs> they tried. <laughs> they tried, yeah. But, but yeah,
1: I thought I thought it was interesting that the EPA came into this and was like, yo, hey, what's going on?
0: Yeah, I, I think that's really interesting, too, because I don't think they show up in the, the newer one, do they? They don't, It's no. the DHS that shows up. So, you know, you get, like... To I guess, quote-unquote government agencies, uh, I guess, uh, yeah. showing up. But, like, in this one, it's the Department of Homeland Security, and they're like, yes, go get the ghost. But the <laughs> Environmental Protection Agency is like, no, fuck you, <laughs> you cannot do this.
1: Well, wasn't the DHS <laughs> uh, saying, hey, don't do this?
0: Well, they, they were initially, but then they started supporting them. <laughs> In their efforts to protect uh, well, New York and save the ghosts.
1: Well, yeah, no, they were basically like, okay, thank you for doing this. Okay, yeah. we're going to take over. Um, basically, I just told them, stop what you're doing. But then by the end of the movie, it yeah. was like, oh, yeah, you keep doing that. We'll help fund you. But in public, we're going to say, oh, no, they're frauds. Right, yeah. I, th- I thought was silly, but I think it's also <laughs> a way to keep, uh, the public not as scared or freaked out yeah. and just be like oh yeah no ghosts not real how are they still in business I don't know
0: exactly like that's a big <laughs> a big thing you know it's a big um, thing yeah <laughs> but like it's different I guess because the DHS you know goes from no to yes we support you um when in the other one the EPA, it doesn't seem like they ever come back and are, like, on board. And no. I know I haven't seen, like, the second one or anything, so I don't know... Oh, I haven't either. I have no ...anything idea. about them. I think that they show up again in that one. At least I think that's what I read online somewhere. Maybe?
1: I feel like I heard you say something about that after you read something online, but, but I, don't, I don't remember.
0: I have no idea. I don't remember what I even read, so... <laughs> You know, I I feel like there was something about them being like a villain. But they yeah. were a villain in this one already, so... Yeah. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I I have no idea. We we are not intelligent on Ghostbusters 2. <laughs>
0: don't come for us. Yeah, don't come for us. We didn't watch that one. I don't really have, have plans
1: to. <laughs> yeah, same. We have not seen it. Don't really plan to, but if it happens someday in the future, it happens.
0: Yeah, I mean, it could not, happen.
1: Not currently planning it, though.
0: Nope. <laughs> not planning it at all. If it happens, it happens, though. So Yep don't yell at us if it does happen <laughs> um yeah. I loved that they kept the Slimer <laughs> in both <laughs> yeah <laughs> they brought him back for the 2016 one I thought that was so funny
1: that was funny <laughs> <laughs> you know what that's okay that's a thing too that I know while we were watching the original movie and we said there was a scene with the Slimer Mm-hmm. Uh, we were both kind of making comments about, like, oh, they're trying to capture the ghost, but they are destroying the hotel in the meantime. Yep. Like, what the heck? And, like, how are they not having to pay for the damages? And right? just, I, like, they're very obviously not professionals. No. In the fact <laughs> that they're destroying the hotel. Exactly. But I just, I don't know, like, they, they got their fame because of like uh, just a couple of ghosts or whatever and then the hotel is like oh they must be good and i yeah. need this taken care of now it doesn't matter if they're really good or not they just, <laughs> it just needs to be taken care of
0: yeah i don't know the ghost didn't seem like it was necessarily hurting anyone <laughs> i think it was just scary i think that's all it was yeah. it's just that people
1: it, it was one of those unknown things where you're like that's a ghost um, he looks like food. he could be mean. Yeah, he was just eating food. But it's like, it looks like he could be mean. Yeah. You know, if given a chance.
0: If provoked. <laughs> Little green blob. <laughs> yeah. I could see that. He definitely seems more scary in the newer one, but obviously it's just an updated version, so... Yeah, I think it's because it's an updated version. And he drives a car. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I would say, and the fact that they
0: gave him something to do other than just, like, eating food. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Oh, man. I love that one, though. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else necessarily, like, that stands out to me (laughs) between the two.
1: I mean, I think... One of, because we haven't really talked about this yet, but the fact that in the original one, uh, there's this whole thing with Zool and Dana and Mm -hmm. Lewis being taken over, like, possessed, essentially. Which is interesting. Actually, we haven't even talked about the uh, relationship between Dana and Lewis. No, we haven't. (laughs) Which is an interesting (laughs) relationship, because it's like, oh yeah, they're neighbors. It's like, no, you don't understand Lewis is the annoying neighbor who won't leave yeah. her
0: alone. He's, like, the stalkerish, creepy neighbor who always, he, like, he has is. to talk to you every time you walk past his door. Like. Yeah.
1: Like, as soon as he hears, like, the elevator door open, he's like, oh, who's that? Or just yep. any door on the floor open. He's like, is that Dana? Is it Dana? He's so Dana. nosy. He is. And then I don't, I guess they just want to keep this running gag. But every time he leaves his apartment to talk to Dana, he accidentally locks himself out. Somehow. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't either. Like, are these automatic locking doors? I'm gonna
0: be honest, I've never understood how you can get locked out of an apartment. I've actually never understood it. Unless someone else is in the apartment locking you out. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, like, I feel like in our case for the apartment complex that we live in, I don't think you would necessarily get locked out of the apartment, you would just get locked out of the building.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just... Because I'm, I'm thinking of like all the apartments I have lived in, mm-hmm. you know, here in Texas and Idaho, wherever. Um, none of them, <laughs> none of them. I never got locked out of any of them. I had a key, and the doors don't lock by themselves. The only one that did had a code, so all I had to do was type in the code again. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, exactly. I just, so I don't, I don't understand this gag. Like I know that it's like an old thing like it was in friends too i think and like some other shows that are like set in like the 80s 90s time period but like i just i've never encountered a door that like locks itself i'm sure they exist i guess but like why wouldn't you leave your house with your key right
1: <laughs> obviously kind of like i said like our, our buildings have um like a card swipe or whatever that we have to swipe our little key fobs at to get into our apartment building but our door has it's just a regular use a key to open it and whatnot like even if i'm just for some bizarre reason if i'm just going down the hall or if i'm just going to let like if my parents are visiting or something i'm going to let them into the building i'm taking my key with me
0: same i always just in case you know (laughs) like
1: you like i usually lock my door as soon as i leave because why am i gonna leave it unlocked
0: Right. <laughs>
1: I live by myself, yep. so I don't need anyone going into my apartment while I'm nope. not
0: there. No, you do not. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I Maybe it's a new thing where you bring your key with you when you leave your house or your apartment, but I just I guess, feel like yeah. everyone should have always been doing that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, even if for some bizarre reason I actually knew someone on my floor and I was going to go talk to them, I would still take my key with me. I would still lock my door as soon as I leave. Like, I'm not gonna just... I'm not gonna leave it unlocked, just go talk to someone. You don't know what's gonna happen.
0: exactly. And, in Lewis's case, if this has happened this many times, why wouldn't you start putting your key around your neck or something? Right? Because then, anytime you leave your apartment, you'll always have your key, so you can just get right back in, even if it locks. Exactly. Exactly. And how does he get back in if he's, like, out there? Does he have to go talk to, like, the apartment manager or whatever? Or does it somehow unlock itself?
1: I assume he has to go talk to someone who has a master (laughs) key. Except for there was that one time he had a party in his apartment. Yeah. And then had to yell at people to let him in. Yeah. Which, who knows if they actually let him in. Also, wait, weren't people coming in without a key into his apartment during the party? Yep. So, I'm the saying, door just doesn't like him. It's a weird gag. It's a weird <laughs> gag. It kind of doesn't make sense. No. It is what it is.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Lewis, Yeah, I would not. Oh, I would not want to hang out with him. I would not want to hang out with Peter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm real count good. the number of people you don't want to hang out with.
0: <laughs> I don't want to hang out with Gozer.
1: <laughs> yeah, same. I don't want to hang out with Gozer. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. I also don't want to hang out with Zool. No. Or Vince. Nope, nope. none of them. Thank you, them. I'm good. Um, I thought it was really interesting. So in the 1986 one, when they go to find a place to work, they find an old firehouse, and it's like broken down, whatever, you know? Yeah. But they're like, yes, we'll take it. We love this thing. And that's at the beginning. This yeah. is the place that they found for them to work. In the 2016 one... <laughs> They look at some places and they found a really nice one with lots of space, but they were like, oh, it's too expensive. We cannot afford that, you know? And so they move upstairs of that Chinese restaurant. And I thought it was interesting because after the whole movie is over and they're like being funded now by the DHS, they finally move into, you guessed it, a firehouse, (laughs) I just thought that was, like, a nice little callback to the old movie. it was the same (laughs) firehouse they'd looked at earlier in the movie. Exactly. Exactly. But that's what they moved into. I think. (laughs) I just love that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I do. I do love that. I think it's, I really want to know how much they're being funded for their work. Because if I remember correctly, when they first looked at that firehouse in the new movie, it was like, oh, yeah, rent is, like, twenty one thousand dollars a month yeah like what
0: yeah i think that's what it was it was like 20 something yeah it was definitely
1: somewhere in the 20s yeah so like are are they really okay with paying twenty one thousand a month just to have this team of ghostbusters doing whatever they're doing
0: I'm going to assume that the DHS probably just bought the firehouse instead of paying rent. Oh,
1: that's a good point. They could have done that, yeah. Because it would
0: be way cheaper <laughs> to buy so the firehouse. Cheaper. <laughs> and it's the DHS, how... so.
1: <laughs> yeah, I want to know how long that firehouse stood empty because of the rent.
0: I also am wondering that. Probably since the 80s. Also, wouldn't it have already been a government agency? Or are the firehouses not government funded?
1: Well, I get the feeling that that firehouse probably closed down for one reason or another. Or they built a new one and moved to that one, sold this one. So it's not under the government anymore, is my assumption. But it looks assumption. so nice. <laughs> well, they sold it to someone who kept it up
0: and is like, oh. I'm going to rent it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Also, it just reminds me of Princess Diaries because they live in a firehouse. Oh uh-huh. that is true. You're right. Think that's so interesting that people can just so move into a firehouse. That can be your house. That can be your house. Yeah. That's just crazy to me. That's interesting. I wonder if you can still do that. You probably can if it's like probably an old can. firehouse. Yeah.
1: You probably can if there's
0: an old firehouse nearby for sale or that for rent. That is crazy. Yeah. That could be your house. That could be your dream house, guys. You could go live in a firehouse. <laughs> go live <laughs> in a firehouse. Do it. It'd be really spacey and roomy. <laughs> Supposedly, yeah. That's crazy. Oh my gosh. Okay, anyway. <laughs> oh my gosh. Firehouses, man. Yeah. Um, There was one other thing. Oh, no. One Well, one thing that bothered me... <laughs> Okay. Is so the 1986 Ghostbusters? It doesn't hold up to the test of time, obviously. Yeah. Because um, you first meet Peter when he's doing like a little experiment on um, these like college kids. Yeah. He keeps shocking the dude and not shocking the girl, even though she gets everything wrong. You know. I was saying and, yeah, you have
1: to explain the experiment well, before. It's you just like say a it.
0: it's like a weird. It's like they're testing ESP. They're trying to like you know. ESP stuff. And basically, they're supposed to say what's on the card that he's looking at without, like, seeing it. They can't see what's on it. Um, They're supposed to just be able to say what it is through ESP, supposedly, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. I'm not going to, like, have a whole conversation about ESP. But (laughs) basically, no matter what, he always made, like, shocked the guy. But yeah. even when the girl was, like, completely off base or wrong, like, if she said it was, was a star, always. when it was a circle, you know, he was like, oh, my gosh, yeah, you got it. You're so good at this, you know? And he, I don't, like, it was just a weird way of him trying to flirt with her, and I don't appreciate that, I Yeah, guess. no, no, this,
1: it, it was very obviously he was just trying to get in her pants. 100%. That's all he wanted with her. With him, he could care less. Yeah. He didn't want him there. He just wanted to make (laughs) the guy leave so that the girl would stay. And he could be like, hey, you're really special. Want to stop by my house later or whatever? Like, I just... (laughs) this is why he's a slime ball
0: yeah it's so predatory it's gross but (laughs) anyway eventually the guy gets tired of getting shocked every time because he's like whatever i'm done this is stupid and he's like i'm leaving he's like i paid you for the hour and he's like you can keep your five bucks and i was like um five dollars for an hour (laughs) you know now we would never do that you know Mm-hmm. You couldn't even get probably like 20 minutes with me for $5. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no.
1: And uh, and while we were watching the movie, like during the scene, uh Zylo, who was watching with us said, uh, I guess he I guess he figured this out, probably looked it up online or something but yeah. he said, "$5 in 1984 is equivalent in purchasing power to about $14.81 today." Yeah. You so... need some more money to go through this experiment, to be honest.
0: <laughs> There's that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that, like, while the the original is great, you know, and it, it literally opened the doors for a Ghostbusters movie, so obviously it's important, okay? Yes. I genuinely do not think I'm really going to plan on watching it again. Like, I'm glad that I know the original story. Awesome. But I 110% prefer the 2016 one. I just think it's better. I think it's well done. I think that... It's a lot less cringy when it comes to, like, gross, like, weird treatment of females and weird relationships that happen because I don't think the relationships in the 2016 one are weird. I think that they're all pretty valid, whatever the ones are that happen. (laughs) uh,
1: There's
0: really not that many.
1: There's not that many. There is one that I'm kind of like, what even was that? Because at the beginning of the 2016 one, you see Aaron. And oh, yeah. Some guy that she keeps trying to be like, oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> we're together. She tries to kiss him. She tries to hug him, whatever. And he's just always like, nope. Yeah, that like, one's what annoying. <laughs> is, what is your relationship with him? Because I don't think he, you know. No. I think you're trying to force something like he doesn't want and he's not going to tell you. You just yeah. have to figure it out.
0: I think you're right on that, and I think that probably just shows a little bit more of, like, Erin's character, where maybe she doesn't understand, like, those signals. Yeah. Because it was pretty clear that she did not know what was going on. Very clear. (laughs) Um, Because even when she gets um, fired from Columbia University, Mm -hmm. she is trying to talk to him as she's walking i don't know why she's talking to everyone oh, yeah. as she leaves yeah, but I she is either. she's like i'm just taking a stroll with my plant yeah. in a box you know like whatever yeah because but- she has
1: all of her stuff in a box she was <laughs> yeah. very clearly fired she and got, got doing fired. the walk of shame <laughs> yeah. out of
0: the building exactly but she tries to talk to him and he is like totally ignoring her facing the wall looking at something yeah and she's like Oh, yeah, I couldn't figure that one out either. If you figure it out, let me know. And I was like, bruh, he is not going to talk to you. <laughs> yeah.
1: And here's the thing, too, because he, like, I think he finds her uh, yeah, later. a little bit later in the movie. And he's like, what are you doing? And yeah. I'm like, dude, why do you care? You didn't well, care when she got fired. <laughs> on
0: top of that, he's like, you, you've you missed all of my calls or whatever. And she's like, what? You know, because he hasn't called her. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. I feel like we would have known by now if he had called her, you know, because she Maybe. very yeah. clearly was a pick me girl for him. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. It's interesting, though, because he's like, this is bad. I've, I'm associated with you. Like, why? Why are you doing this? And I just I don't know. It's just weird. I guess there's two guys now that I don't like because I totally just zone him out whenever I watch this movie.
1: But, I mean, you know, he's barely in the movie. To be honest, is, he so. is.
0: So we just move on real quick from him. We move on real quick, yeah, yeah. Good times, guys. Good times. Do we even know his name? No. Okay. We can
1: probably find out, but probably. No. Hold on, I wonder. No, I don't know. I don't even know what his character would
0: be named. (laughs) Yeah. I have no idea. I'm really not sure. That's okay. We don't need to know. His name's not important. Can we talk about how much I love Kevin?
1: (laughs) Yes! Okay, I think it's really funny that in this plot summary, they call him a jock, and I'm like, okay... I understand why you would call him a jock, but he also doesn't scream jock to me in the movie. Yeah. He screams really buff, stupid looking nerd, or no, nerdy looking stupid person. Let's put it that way.
0: Okay. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think the reason they call him a jock is because oftentimes jocks do have that stereotype of being stupid and like, Very jacked, and I guess that's how he is. But the thing with jock is, it gives me high school vibes, and he's definitely not a high schooler. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and like, here's here's the thing too: is that to me, he doesn't even dress like a jock, and I'm like, so he's not a jock. And like, if if you just scroll over the word jock in this Wikipedia article, it like it gives you a brief kind of definition that you can see. it. It says that it's you know, a stereotype of an athlete or someone who is primarily interested in sports and sports culture and does not take much interest in intellectual activity. And I'm like, okay, well, Kevin never really expressed interest in sports.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, we never really saw anything that he was necessarily interested in other than food. Yeah. (laughs) He very much likes food. (laughs) Yeah. Which is good. You know, everyone should like food. Food is good. Yeah,
1: But uh, for, for any of you who maybe for any reason have not seen the 2016 movie, Kevin is an idiot. Yes. Huge idiot. Does not Absolutely. know how to do hardly anything. Nope. Like, even they're, answering
0: the phone, he struggles. Answering the phone. Yeah, because he's <laughs>
1: supposed to be a receptionist. And yeah. uh and you know like the phone will start ringing and they have to constantly be like, "Hey Kevin, can you answer the phone? Can you Answer the phone for me?" <laughs> he's like, "Oh, yeah." And he'll he'll answer it and he'll be like, "Hello?" And then eventually he'll be like he'll just hang up on them and be like, "That was too much for me. I can't." <laughs>
0: yeah. He's like I was not into that conversation or something.
1: <laughs> oh, and I think I think the I think this is one of the things that just killed me the first time I watched it, but like he wears glasses. And there's one point where he, like, rubs his eyes, but he sticks his fingers through where the lenses would be. And it's like, okay, can I ask you a question about your glasses? Why no (laughs) lenses? And I don't remember what his explanation was, but it was basically just, oh, it was because they got dirty all the time. Yeah. He was like, well, you know, the lenses got dirty all the time. And I figured, you know, if I just get rid of the lenses, then
0: I don't have to clean them. They're not dirty. Then don't wear glasses, buddy. If you don't don't need them. (laughs) But he's stupid. (laughs) He is stupid. You're not wrong. It's that fad from like, I don't remember what grade we were in when it happened, but everyone was buying frames at like mm -hmm. Walmart or Target or wherever you could find them and popping the lenses out just so they could wear them.
1: Yep. Wasn't that like middle school?
0: I want to say it was, but I'm not sure. I I just think think that's crazy. Like, all these people who didn't need glasses were like, haha, I'm going to wear glasses. It's a fashion trend. And I was (laughs) like, are you okay? (laughs) I don't necessarily want to wear glasses, but I have to. Okay, (laughs) like it is a requirement for me.
1: (laughs) Same. Yeah, I'm like, honestly, if I had to choose between no glasses, glasses or contacts, I'd go with glasses because I don't feel like learning how to do contacts.
0: I, I did learn how to do contacts and I hated every fucking second of it. So I believe it. I choose glasses too. <laughs> I just,
1: I, I would rather wear glasses than have to figure out contacts personally. Well,
0: and glasses are just so much easier. You can take them off if they're really giving you yeah. a headache or whatever. And you can just put them right back on if you need them, you know. They don't- it's not hard. You don't have to stick your fingers in your eyeballs. <laughs> yeah. And you don't have to worry about like your contact lenses going
1: dry or anything.
0: Yep. Like- or getting the leftover one in the left eye and the right one in the right eye because that's right. a thing that is a thing or them splitting while they're in your yes. eye and making your eye really itchy and irritated because it's literally ripped mm-hmm. on your eyeball yep. yeah yep. yep. all things that you have to deal with if you have contacts yep but yeah anyway kevin wears glasses with no lenses so he wears yes. glasses for no reason <laughs> so obviously his
1: vision is not that bad no he's fine he's fine <laughs> Like, they, it was probably one of those, like, oh, yeah, you know, if you need the glasses, go ahead and wear them. But otherwise, yeah. you know, you're you're kind of, you're okay for now. Yeah. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't know. Kevin is, oh, Kevin he's is special. such an interest. He's so special. <laughs> I love, I was going to say, I love how by the end, he's like, yeah, I'm going to join the Ghostbusters. I'm going to be a Ghostbuster, yeah. too. And they're all like, oh,
0: Kevin. Yep. um Well... Special Kevin. <laughs> special Kevin I know special special Kevin I just god I love him he's yep. great I think everyone does <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I was gonna say one uh one other thing this is not about Kevin this is oh, okay. a different topic that I thought was cool um because it was like another you know reference to like the first one is that the car that they drive in the first one has Ecto-1 on its uh, license plate. Yeah. And it's the same in this one, too. I thought that was cool that they still yeah. followed through with that. Because they could have just not, you know? But they actually did it. And I love they it. They did, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. That's, that's all I had to say about that.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I was going to say, uh, kind of when you were going through the uh, plot summary, we got to the part where we meet Patty. Yes. And it says that the subway terminal was built under a haunted prison in Auburn. And I'm like, did I miss that somewhere in the movie? Yeah. Like, okay. Because I don't <laughs> remember that. I was like, it was? I, I
0: yeah. mean, I, I was going to say, did we know that? Like, did she tell us that? I, did I just... She I might mean, have. But...
1: Maybe both of
0: us were not tuned into when she said that. Maybe it was like a slip of something, like just one line Yeah. Done, or it's like intense, there's a sign yeah. or something. I don't know. I could
1: see it being just one line that Patty said. Yeah, because I think Patty might have, Patty probably said something.
0: Probably. Because
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure, you know, she's leading them down the subway tunnel and I think she's mentioning stuff like, oh yeah, this, the more I think about it, yeah, the more I think, yeah, Patty yeah. probably said something and we both forgot.
0: We did Probably. <laughs> oh that's gosh. That's That's okay. It'll be fine. <laughs> well, that's on us. <laughs> that is on us. That's okay though. Yeah. We'll definitely have to watch it again because I love this one. I-, I have watched it quite a few times. I don't watch it every year, so, you know, I just watch yeah. it when I feel like it. <laughs> I think this
1: is only the second time I've seen this movie. I love it so much.
0: But I do like it better than the first one. <laughs> Ugh. Your so ritual.
1: good like this is this is like what we were saying about halloween town like the first mm-hmm. one
0: set it up started it but yeah
1: the, some of the other ones like the later ones are better than the first one
0: it's true so. like the first one is still necessary you know because it yes, establishes absolutely. the story it establishes the setting all of that stuff which is how it is with the ghostbusters too even though they're not like you know sequels or anything this is just a reboot yeah which is funny that it's called a reboot even though it was just a one-off like it was just a remake. <laughs> There's not another one for this mm-hmm. set of characters. But I don't know. Anyway, it's it is important. It's important to know the 1984 one. It's important to you know, know Halloween Town in order to understand, you know, whatever follows. Yeah, exactly. So, there you go. <laughs>
1: there you go. And and, like, that That being said, too, like, after you watch the first one, then you might understand some things in the later ones or in the mm-hmm. reboots, Karen. It's true it's like the scene at the in the credits yes
0: yes you're not wrong okay (laughs) here's the thing guys i had only seen the 2016 ghostbusters i didn't know anything about ghostbusters i just got really excited because you know i like kate mckinnon i like the actresses that were in this movie so i watched it and i was like oh it's really funny and good you know solid and then the end scene because the credits are very special to this movie no other movie does them like this because it is the credits <laughs> the credits are great credits they're are very <laughs> active and animated the entire time the credits are running there is no here's the active part and then here's the black and white credits it's just completely yeah. colorful completely animated everything
1: and the song so playing throughout or that you? too
0: yeah both of them i think there was only two or something i think maybe so. three but maybe. anyway the songs are great just like colleen said <laughs> um but you go through the whole set of credits, you know, they finish, and then there's a scene at the end. And it's in the, the thing, um, the plot summary described where, you know, they've moved into their firehouse where they have, you know, more equipment and stuff. And they're investigating an electronic voice phenom- phenomenon, and Patty hears the word Zool. And, you know, obviously, since I had never seen the first one, and there was no mention of Zool throughout this movie... I was like, okay, you know? (laughs) I just assumed that was them trying to set it up for, like, a sequel.
1: Yeah. Which they could have. Yeah, they could have.
0: But it was really just a callback to the first Ghostbusters. (laughs) (laughs) And now I understand it.
1: (laughs) It's so funny because we get to the scene in the credits, like, after the credits. And it gets to that part and it's like, oh, yeah, it said Zool. And Karen said in the movie night chat, just in all capital letters, (laughs) I understand that now! (laughs) And I was like, finally!
0: Hey, I did, okay? (laughs) You did, and I'm proud of you. I understood it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, gosh. But yeah, I don't know. By far, out of all movies I've seen, I think that the credits for the 2016 Ghostbusters are probably my favorites, because they're so fun. (laughs)
1: Yeah, no, I I totally understand.
0: I don't know if and, any other credits beat them.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know, and, and like there, I feel like there's also something to be said about these credits because in the movie there's a scene where uh, what's his name? Rowan uh possesses Kevin. Yes, and so again, there's this there's this whole scene where you know Kevin, aka Rowan gets all of these you know the DHS guys and the army police whatever <laughs> to start like dancing essentially. This is my
0: favorite scene by the it's, way guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's how you know like he's getting them dancing so you just see all these people just dancing and you have uh uh what's his name Chris Hemsworth? Yes. Uh Chris Hemsworth dancing too and so like throughout the credits you just see Clips of Chris Hemsworth dancing and oh. all the people dancing, and it keeps going back. And I'm like, I could watch Chris Hemsworth dance all day. <laughs>
0: totally, he had so much fun in this role. You can't even he tell did. me otherwise. Yes, <laughs> he got to play stupid like and just have fun on the screen. Like <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's got to be a dream job for most celebrities, <laughs> right? Yeah, because you know, I mean, this is totally off topic, but. So many celebrities have, like, these serious roles, you know, where they, like, are trying to get, like, Oscars or awards yeah. or whatever for their performance, and it's supposed to be, like, heart-wrenching and super sad or whatever, you know? And they're, that's fine. There's a place for that. But I also feel like there's a good amount of these celebrities who maybe potentially want to play a role like Kevin, okay? And that's not very common, so... <laughs> like I think I, there
1: should... <laughs> I think there should be a category for best stupid role.
0: I agree.
1: (laughs) Maybe then we would get some of these serious actors playing stupid roles.
0: Maybe we would. You know, that would be kind of (laughs) cool.
1: That would would be fun to watch. Just like, wait, I have to get the stupid role one. That sounds like fun.
0: Yeah. I just, I love that he got to, you know, I mean, I assume he got to have fun. I assume. Uh, Yeah, we all assume. I assume. I assume that the director gave him freedom. You know, to have fun with it while, you know, kind of guiding him at least a little bit, yeah. you know, but he probably wasn't totally 100% scripted for all of the stupid Kevin moments. You know, it's probably <laughs> yeah. like if there's a moment that you think would work and you can say something that would work, do it, you know, like yeah. have fun.
1: <laughs> but I don't know.
0: I don't know the director. I don't know how the movie was made. I don't know any of that stuff. So I could be way wrong. So don't quote me on that yep <laughs> but i love it i don't know if i have like very much else to say though to think of
1: yeah i'm trying to think of what else we could discuss i mean we could discuss rowan in general we could we could because he's weird <laughs> he's weird he's yeah absolutely and he obviously like keeps to himself oh yeah uh but he works at a hotel you know he's just some like maintenance guy mm-hmm. i guess Yeah, I think so. Uh, But for whatever reason, it seems like he somehow has
0: a whole bunch of ghosts trapped. Yes. Somehow, I don't know how. No, I have no clue. I don't know how he's talking to them. I don't know how they just like decided to work with him or whatever. Yeah. Because otherwise, why would he be so willing to let them go? He has a plan. You're right. He He wants to destroy New York.
1: Yeah, (laughs) wants to destroy New York. He wants to take over. You know,
0: I love New York. No one can
1: destroy it. You're not allowed. I need to go to New York again. I haven't been since that one trip to New York where we saw Newsies. Oh, I was gonna say when I
0: made you watch Newsies on the plane. Yes. Uh, I'm glad you finally got to watch it though. Yes, I love. (laughs) And then you saw the musical, and it was amazing. It was so good. And we'll be I'm- doing a series on that one, too. Don't worry.
1: Yes. I'm so sad we didn't get to see Jeremy Jordan.
0: <laughs> oh, bro. I love Jeremy Jordan. But yeah, he I had know. already moved on by that point. Yeah. And and Corey Cott was great. Okay.
1: Corey Cott was great.
0: Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. But he's not Jeremy Jordan. He's not- <laughs> yeah, he's not Jeremy Jordan. Sorry. I would have been so happy to see Jeremy Jordan on stage.
1: Right. <laughs> uh. Anyways. Back to Rowan.
0: Yes, <laughs> Rowan. <laughs> the, I, the city's a weirdo.
1: Yeah, there was a weird, kind of a weird scene where, uh, you know, he's out in the hallways of the hotel and some uh, uh, guest who's staying there stops him and is kind of like, oh, hey, what's this, you know, what's this green stuff like? coming down my walls. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he's like, oh, I'll take care of that. And she's like, well, it's giving me this rash on my back or whatever. And she essentially, like, turns to show him. And you see that there's, like, a some sort of creature, like, in her <laughs> back. We never yeah. see what happens after that. But, no. Uh, but essentially, Rowan goes back in is kind of like, all right, who put Greg in that lady's back? And I'm like, what? Yeah. How? how did like, that happen
0: i just don't understand that like it was he a ghost or was he like a monster know. creature
1: i want to say ghost but i how did it escape from where roman had him and right put him in there and how did that work how did that happen
0: like i understand they wanted to you know they give went us comedy yeah, you know, give us some more moments with Rowan, too, and have that Rowan too, go back yeah. and talk to the ghosts, whatever. That's fine. But I, the, I just, I guess the way that they delivered that part, I was just like, this is just kind of out of left field. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? just a little bit. Like,
1: like I thought it was kind of like a little funny scene, a little yeah. bit. But it was like, I don't know how that happened. If he essentially has them all trapped. Yeah. In his little, like, basement in the hotel. And he's asking them who put Greg in there or whatever the ghost name is.
0: Yeah. But I just like weird.
1: (laughs) How how is the ghost trapped there? How did that happen?
0: I'm not sure, but it's definitely strange. It's so weird. Um And then of course, you know, we have the portal that opens. (laughs) Yes. Because of Rowan. (laughs)
1: Because of Rowan, yeah.
0: Uh I think it's crazy that he like actually kills himself. Yeah, um, I thought to become was, a ghost.
1: Yeah, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. And like, how it's also a question of how did he know it was gonna work? Like, right? I'm sure there was like a percentage of like, okay, you know, there's like an eighty percent chance this is gonna work, twenty percent chance it doesn't, and my plan just fails.
0: Yeah, like, how do you know for sure that you're gonna come back as a ghost? You know, because yeah. as far as we've seen, a lot of the ghosts that we've seen aren't, like, people. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that's kind of weird. That's actually a good
1: point to make. <laughs> because a lot of the ghosts that we see, yeah, they're not really, like, people. But there yeah. is that one scene where I think the DHS guys are, like, at a bar, like, a sports bar or something. Yeah. And a ghost shows up next to them, oh, yeah. who's, like, dressed in baseball Fan outfit or right. whatever.
0: And, and he gets upset them in- that he's in New York.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, so that guy showed up as an actual person, like an actual yeah. ghost person, but uh, like all these other ghosts are not.
0: Yeah, my question Why is, is like, where are all these weird ghosts that aren't people coming from? You know? Yeah. Like what they are just they? exist?
1: <laughs> just, yeah, they just exist. Or like, maybe I- people. Oh, over eventually time. turn into them yeah like over I time like <laughs> maybe the baseball guy was more of a recent death hmm. so he's, he hasn't turned into
0: one of those yet okay I guess I could see that one I don't know it's strange um, it's very strange yeah um what was the other thing I was gonna say and on top of that you know Rowan kills himself right he knows yeah. he's gonna become a ghost I guess he becomes a ghost. Somehow he becomes a ghost with deity-like powers? <laughs> That's true, yeah. How? How? You were just a normal ordinary maintenance guy at a hotel. Yeah. How do you have deity-like powers as a ghost? Yeah. Like, How did that happened. I'm just confused. Did some of the other ghosts that were more powerful give him their abilities or something? Or maybe... Maybe if we're going with
1: the idea that over time you turn into these other kinds of ghosts Mm -hmm. uh, maybe people who die don't realize that they have this kind of power or ability and then like over time maybe they lose it or they just don't care to take advantage of it okay but maybe Rowan knows something that the rest of everyone else doesn't know yeah
0: that's a good point that's a good point. Especially since he's like actually researched this stuff and yeah. you know, most people don't go about researching ghosts and how to become one and stuff like that.
1: Exactly. And like I that mm-hmm. does kind of make me wonder if uh if what Abby and Aaron and all them know about this kind of thing. I mean like also we're just pulling shit out of our asses right now. We we're are. just making this all up. This but is our like, theory section. This is, this is our theory <laughs> section. Uh But maybe, like, if this is a thing where once you are, if you're, like, recently dead, you can do this kind of stuff, do Abby and Aaron know this?
0: I don't know if they do.
1: I don't know either, because Rowan was taking, like, all of his stuff uh, from Abby and Aaron's book. Yeah. But I'm sure he was also theorizing on top of that.
0: Yeah. So. Maybe he figured out a specific way that it would work, or had an idea of how, and was like, well. Hopefully it works. If it doesn't, oh, well, I guess I'm just dead. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I would not be so willing to do that, but, you know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Rowan's an interesting enigma. I'm not gonna lie.
1: He is, yeah. I think he's a very interesting character, yeah. personally. Like, I, I do like his character. But,
0: yeah. Yeah, he's he's interesting, for sure. Is, Definitely makes is. you think. Makes you question stuff. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think I have anything else about Ghostbusters, honestly.
1: The only thing I just kind of want to, like, I guess point out.
0: Yeah. Are
1: the, uh, like, the special appearances from the original Ghostbusters yes. cast members that's in important.
0: Film. That's right. This is important. Uh, <laughs> yes.
1: Because, uh, you know, Bill Murray makes a guest appearance as paranormal debunker Dr. Martin Heiss. Which, I don't know if I actually recognized him when we were watching the movie. I don't think I did. He must look Uh, really old. Yeah. I, like, I think... Yeah, I don't think I recognized him at all. But I know, like, for a couple... Um, of the other people i was like oh i like that's definitely one of the old ghostbusters or like i think this is one of the old ghostbusters yeah uh like uh dan Aykroyd uh showed up as a taxi driver who is oddly well versed with the parapsychology much like the ghostbusters Yep. uh and so like i immediately recognized him in the movie yeah or in the 2016 movie i was like oh that's him And then, of course, I assumed that, uh, you know, Bill Jenkins, Patty's uncle, was Ernie Hudson. Yeah. Who played, uh, what, Winston in the original? Yes. Yeah, Winston. Yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's him, but I'm not entirely sure.
0: Yeah. It's good. And, you know, of course, Sigourney Weaver shows Mm -hmm. up, too.
1: Yeah, and, like, I think you immediately recognized her, and, yeah. like, I think, I just kind of assumed, I was, like, I'm pretty sure that's her, but I'm not sure, because...
0: I, I was, like, it's that Sigourney Weaver! <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm, like, I, I don't really know Sigourney Weaver, so I'm, like, oh.
0: I know her as the voice of, um, the lady in Finding Dory. <laughs> I, I'm trying, oh, it's, like, the the Marine uh. Institute's voice, like, the voice that comes oh. over the box See, at the I'm Marine like- Institute.
1: I've only seen Finding Dory like once, maybe twice, and that Ugh. was like when the movie came out. <laughs> I love that movie so much.
0: Wasn't that with me? And Catherine maybe. and Carmen?
1: It might have been, actually, yeah. I'm
0: 99% sure that's when we all went and saw it. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I love Sigourney Weaver. I just, I refuse to watch Alien. I will never do that. Um, So I won't be watching those movies that she is in. <laughs> sorry all right <laughs> I've never seen it I just know it's very violent and I'm not I'm not here to watch an alien burst out of someone's chest so gotcha yeah not, yeah, yeah. not my idea of a good time <laughs>
1: no, she was also an avatar apparently
0: yes she was hold and I'm I love her her IMDB. hold on I love her in avatar I've only seen avatar once she plays the, um, the research scientist lady who really likes the avatar people and then she Uh, You know, she dies. Um.
1: (laughs) Um, I don't remember Avatar, so...
0: But she gets saved. (laughs) I
1: I saw it once back in, like, 2010,
0: so... You should watch it again Um, and then watch the sequel. (laughs) I believe it.
1: Uh, Apparently she's in Ghostbusters Afterlife
0: oh the new series
1: yeah the new. that makes sense
0: i mean i think it's just a continuation of the original series anyway i think so Um, which
1: might mean that if we want to watch that one we need to watch ghostbusters 2 but i don't know oh
0: my (laughs) god let's see what else is she in maybe we will she was in the defenders interesting maybe those will be next year's movies maybe yeah because we'll have to find more movies to watch (laughs) yeah I love Sigourney Weaver though. She's fun.
1: Oh, she was the narrator in The Tale of Dusborough.
0: Oh, that makes sense. She, she was also the ship's computer voice in Wally. I have never seen Wally. <gasps> <What? laughs> yeah, I have never oh seen Oh my it. god,
1: we have to watch <laughs> Wally. We have to. You don't have a choice now. Okay. Oh, she was the warden in Holes. Yes. Yes, she
0: was. Yeah. I didn't know that.
1: I've been yeah. telling myself for the past like two or three years, "Hey, I should rewatch
0: Holes," and Ugh. then I don't do it. It is such a good movie. It is such I a haven't good seen book. It in mm. years. Such a good one. Such a good one. Yeah. <laughs> her and her rattlesnake venom nail polish. Oh. Alrighty. I don't remember that's that, in holes. I believe,
1: I believe that. I can't. Rem- well, I can't remember what the warden looks like. So oh, I haven't she's... seen that movie since I was like a kid.
0: She's just got like long curly hair. Yeah, <laughs> I'm tired of me. all this digging, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> that's too damn God. bad. <laughs> yep. yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I got. I really do need to watch that movie again. I'm I'll watch it
0: with forever. you. Forever. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> movie night. <laughs> But anyways, (sighs) Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters,
1: watch the 2016
0: one. Yeah, I was going to say highly recommend the 2016 (laughs) one. The funny thing about the 2016 one is when it was being released, people were so angry that it was a female (laughs) cast. (laughs) They were angry, like so mad about it. And I was like, are you guys just not going to give it a chance? No, they did not. Because it was a box office bomb.
1: (laughs) It was. Yeah.
0: It lost over $70 million oh, <laughs> following God. the theaters taking their revenue cut. So Ooh. Columbia, while they had plans for a sequel, decided not to make oh, the sequel. Oh, no. So, I didn't
1: even know they had plans for a sequel. Yep. yep. They oh, did. I see it now. <laughs> yeah, I see it on the wiki.
0: <laughs> it's just crazy. I <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But-
1: any time I think of the female Ghostbusters, I think of whatever that vine is, where it's just kind of like, uh, female Ghostbusters, the feminists are taking over. I'm an adult
0: virgin. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's all I think of. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. God, I like it. I think the Ghostbusters movie is great. I think you should watch it. And if you don't want to give it a chance, I still think that you should, because you might be surprised. Because Karen gave the
1: original a chance.
0: I did. I did give the original a chance, and I don't like Bill Murray as an actor, so
1: oh, you know well,
0: that doesn't help. <laughs> there you go. If you're gonna I, watch,
1: if you're gonna watch uh, the, the 2016 Ghostbusters, give it a chance. Yeah. At least for Kevin, give it, Kevin a chance. It
0: has a really good cast, guys. It's got Melissa McCarthy. It's got Christian mm-hmm. Wig. It's got Kate McKinnon. You know, Is I don't Chris know Hemsworth? how. Oh, yes. Yeah, Chris Hunsworth. <laughs> I don't know how well Leslie Jones is known, but I thought she did a great job, too, as the fourth Ghostbuster. Like, I just, I think they're all great. Okay? Yeah. I think that you should watch it and give it a shot, you know? It's got, um, what's his face from Game of Thrones? It has a... Uh, oh, yeah, that guy. The, the t- Lannister Tywin. Tywin, Tywin Lannister, Lannister. Yeah. that guy. <laughs> I, I was trying to say Lord Lannister, Lannister oh. and I was like, that is not right. It's not Lord. <laughs> yeah, it's not Lord. Yeah, Tywin Lannister is in Tywin this movie, Lannister. guys. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. if if you don't give it a shot for all the other people in it that are great, give it a shot for him, you know? <laughs> <laughs> give it a shot for him, yeah. Definitely. It's a good one. I recommend it. I think it's funny. I think that it is... A very good remake of the original. Um, I think that they did everything correctly. They didn't try to, like, steal it and, like, take it over. And they didn't make it super crazy political either, which, like, I think a lot of people were worried about. So if that's what you're worried about, it's not really that political. Okay. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's just a Ghostbusters movie. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's literally just a Ghostbusters
0: movie, except it's a female cast. Exactly. Like, it's... It doesn't
1: really change anything it to be doesn't. honest. It doesn't.
0: They're still fighting ghosts, they're still saving New York, you know, exactly. and it's still funny. It's still a exactly. comedy. <laughs> so, and
1: like I I will say like the uh the uh what is it? The 1984? Yeah, the yeah, 1984, 1984 movie. I think kind of like we said, it was obviously good during its time. Like it was definitely made for the '80s. Yes, and I think that's going to be very similar with the 2016 one, where it's like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, obviously that was made for 2016. That was made for the 2010s. I'm it, sure it's going to come away with just 2010 humor. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Which 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 obviously the the original one came away with '80s humor. So
0: yeah. it's a good time.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure you know uh, what—like thirty years into the future, like people are gonna have very similar reactions to the 2016 film. I'm sure,
0: probably. They're be like, oh god, <laughs> they probably will. But at least it's there and it's made.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: And it's got fun dance moves and like the music it is fun. It does. It's yeah. Got a good soundtrack. <laughs> it does. It really does. So, but yeah, that's all I have to say about Ghostbusters. Yeah. Same so yeah, that's it for me <laughs> definitely come join us when we watch um the ultimate gift
1: yes. on
0: the 3rd of november because it'll be fun and we'll get to kick off well i mean we're already kicking off thanksgiving season <laughs> with knives so, out but i was gonna say so we're not kicking off thanksgiving season <laughs> with the ultimate gift but yes but we're gonna keep going you yeah know? keep going with it we've got other movies planned you know it'll be fun um
1: i can't wait for
0: our thanksgiving episode (laughs) same (laughs) (laughs) we'll get there we'll get there we will we will and by this point you guys have hopefully already listened to the guy who didn't like musicals episode so you know yeah good times guys You you have some context for what's coming.
1: (laughs) You'll be prepared for our Thanksgiving episode.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, you will. So, anyway, definitely come watch The Ultimate Gift with us, November 3rd, 8pm CST in our Discord. If you need the link, it'll be in the show notes. Um, You know, we'll be streaming episodes on Twitch every Sunday or Saturday, depending on when we can. And i want to say that's it if you feel like it go write us on spotify give us a review on apple podcasts whatever wherever you want to do it wherever you write your shows whatever um we would appreciate it and if it's a written review with words we will read it on the podcast yes we will <laughs> it'll be fun so i think that's it though i think so cool. well in
1: other words happy holidays We hope you enjoyed this episode
0: of Books, Movies, and Musicals Oh My. If you'd like to connect with us, be sure to check us out on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook at My. Be sure to check out our website at bmmomai.wixsite.com
1: slash home. And check us out on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash My.